the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And we will have a special trivia question where the winner will receive a $25 restaurant.com coupon that can be used at hundreds of restaurants. Uh, today's trivia theme is James Bond theme songs. I figured that's a good, that's a good guy's uh, uh, the, um, trivia thing. Now, today we actually have two special guests, Dane Moeller and Carrie Ettinger of Primary Residential Mortgage. Uh, welcome, gentlemen, to The Best of Investing. Thank you. Thank you much, Edward. All right. So, guys, uh, we uh, just got finished, um, uh, I guess, installing uh, a new El Presidente, and I uh, wanted to find out from your guys' expert opinion uh, how that's going to affect uh, mortgages, real estate, uh, the economy. I know you guys are not economists, but uh, you have yeah. to figure on the pulse with mortgages. Well, that is, you know, a big part of our job. And, you know, the uh, new presidency is going to be a pretty big change. But I think the biggest change here is the um, takeover of the Senate, or at least uh, you know, uh, majority of the Senate by the Democrats to go along with that new presidency. Because now we got uh, a team of unified a unified party that's going to be able to really push some stimulus out there and get things done, which is great from a political aspect, but uh, going to potentially have some negative aspects uh, for mortgages. So let me ask you, what do you think it'll do to, let's say, something like Dodd-Frank? Uh, you know, after the mortgage meltdown, they came in with all these regulations. Um, do, you, do you think they'll ease up or will they make it uh, more stringent? You know, under Trump, the CFPB really hasn't had too much in the way of enforcement. Um, they've kind of laid back and let people do what they've done. And by the most part, banks have followed the rules. I think that with every other pressing issue out there, I don't see the new administration having high on their list uh, coming after the banks to a stronger degree than they have been in the past. Okay. So basically, it, it sounds like things have been kind of working fairly well the last so many years. Um, yeah. Okay. I think that's a fair assessment. I think things have been working. I think consumer complaints are down. I think banks are generally playing by the rules, at least, you know, maybe not the biggest ones, but the rest of us are. And uh, I think they're going to let people do that. And if there are complaints, they'll go after, uh, you know, direct companies that maybe aren't playing by the rules. But I think the rules themselves are going to stay pretty stable. 
What, what do you think about uh, foreclosures? Are they, do you think there'll be like a federal moratorium? Um, you know, this whole COVID thing kind of throws things into a monkey, you know, kind of a monkey wrench in there. Yeah, I do think that they will continue the moratoriums and the relief and, you know, looking for ways to help people that, you know, have been negatively affected uh, by the current economy and the COVID situation. Um, you know, I think foreclosures in general are going to be down because equity is up. Uh, to such a degree. You know, we have the highest percentage of equity in many decades here in America. So for but a lot of people... That, that still means, though, they have to have people pay their mortgages. Sure, but people yeah. can't can sell. You know, uh, okay. 10 years ago, <laughs> 10 years ago, people who couldn't pay their mortgage also didn't have equity. So they had foreclosed on. I mean, now if you're sitting on a few hundred thousand or even a million dollars in equity, if you lose your job, I mean, it's really unfortunate. And no one wants to be forced to move but you can sell and cash out as part of that process. Dane, I think wasn't the percentage uh, like something like 50% of the American average American homeowner. Um, that's how much equity they have currently in their home. Or there's some pretty high number like that. I, think, I don't right? know the, yeah, I don't know the specific number off the top of my head, but it is one of the highest numbers we've had in generations. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually uh, would, to me, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here that it sounds like it would be really good for realtors because as long as there's movement, you know, people moving from one place to another, it almost doesn't matter where or how, just the fact that they're moving is good for the realtors, which also means it's good for you guys who are in the mortgage business. Yes and no. It can be. It just sort of depends. You know, the way this, this, pandemic has sh sort of shaped the economy and the real estate market. You know, we're seeing dynamics that we haven't really seen in the past. You know, we're seeing a lot of fleeing from urban centers into suburbs. And yeah. so you have this wealth of um, inventory in San Francisco with somewhat declining values and prices. Meanwhile, here in the suburbs in Marin and the, the surrounding areas to the city centers, you're seeing a shortage of, of uh, inventory. Okay. So again, if you're a realtor, yeah, I want to still stay a little bit close, but have a little more. Yeah, but if you're a realtor, you know, no matter which side you're of the table you're on, you're going to get either you know more people selling who need a realtor or more people buying who need a realtor. Right? Well, it's true. It's, it's, it, however, the the problem is you know finding the new house to move into before you sell sell your old house. So there's you know they're they're not able to move people as quickly as they'd like to because of that shortage of inventory in the place where they're moving, you know, they might be able to sell their house at a, at a, at a loss or, or whatever. Uh, but finding that new place to move into in the suburbs is becoming a little bit more of a challenge. Which, uh, Nam, uh, Pacific Private Money has actually had its best quarter last quarter, probably because of that, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, just the second half of the year was our strongest, uh, six months that we've had certainly our strongest, um, G3 and Q4s we've ever had, uh, largely because of the migration of people from like urban centers like San Francisco out to the outlying areas and, um, you know, to, to Sonoma County, to, to Napa County and, and uh, to Marin. And the same thing in Southern California. And uh, we expect more of the same um, this, you know, starting now. It's actually picked up this week after kind of a quiet um, last week and, and earlier this week. So, um, we're seeing that migration continue. I think a big question will just be, will, will there be more sellers in the market this coming year than there were last year? People were holding tight because either they didn't need to move or, or they didn't want to because of the uncertainty. Um, 
I wonder how many more, if there will be more in, more inventory this coming year. Right. Hey guys, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. Uh, we're talking James Bond themes here. And when we come back, we have a couple of emails that uh, seem to fit uh, you guys. We want to, um, uh, we'll ask the emails and then uh, we'll get back into other things that we were talking about before the show, which is, you know, what do you think about uh, what's going to happen with the economy and interest rates and that sort of thing. All right. Our first trivia question on James Bond themes, which English rock band who released an album entitled All You Need Is Now, lent their vocals to the main theme of the James Bond movie, A View to a Kill. All right? That's our trivia question. Email or Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Stay with us. The best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my co-host, Mark Mark Honf, it's off. Uh, with non fun I'm looking right at him, too. And our special guests, Dane Muller and Carrie Ettinger. Our first trivia question on James Bond themes. Which English rock band who released an album entitled All You Need Is Now lent their vocals to the main theme of A View to a Kill? Carrie, you know the uh, which band? I believe that was Duran Duran. It was Duran Duran. Very good. All right. <laughs> Someone sang it at the break. Yeah, he did a we good won't job. Name names, no, I'll tell you. Did a pretty good job. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> I didn't do it again because we're on the air. That was a one-time performance. <laughs> Tom, you wanted to continue on uh, about the inventory? Yeah. No, you know, we were just talking about the the shortage of inventory in 2020, and um, which you know, coupled with the um, super low interest rates created, you know, and coupled with the uh, demand from people uh, wanting to buy homes in, you know, more urban areas, or excuse me, suburban areas, uh, it fueled a lot of the price appreciation, the shortage of inventory in Marin and Sonoma and Napa, out, you know, outlying areas. Um, you know, would love to get everyone's opinion on, do you think there will be more inventory this year? And if so, why? Or will there be less? I mean, that's, uh, you know, be really curious to see. I have some ideas, but I would love to hear hear your thoughts, Danny Carey. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of dynamics at play, and it'll be interesting to know which side wins out, right? Um, you know, is there going to be more sellers or more buyers by throughout the year? You know, ultimately, I think that there'll be more transactions, but that inventory will remain uh, pretty stable and pretty tight. Um, you know, housing has become a much more important factor for people. They're listing it as one of the most important things um, that they can uh, have in their life. And I think that demand for housing is continue to increase. Uh, I think that mm -hmm. people are going to be, um, you know, there's more household formations going on. There's more people that can work from home. And so I think we'll have even stronger demand as rates stay low throughout the year. Um, at the same time, I think that people, people have been kind of bailed out with forbearances. And I think those are going to come to a close. And I think we're going to see some more distressed sales, unfortunately, uh, here this year. I think a lot of people have been dipping into their savings, you know, making yeah. it work, hoping for things to turn around. Um, but I'm really kind of pessimistic on an economic recovery, at least in the first half. Oh, of and then what about those companies where, let's say, vaccine comes in and then they say, okay, time to come back into work. 
you know, how many people are going to migrate back to San Francisco, you know, the, the city? You know, I was reading yeah. an interesting story about uh, investment banks in New York, and they've all kept a very tight grip on their employees. But throughout this, they're, they've loosened up. And now a lot of people are moving to Florida and other places, and it's becoming kind of a perk. And it's going to be very hard for those companies to take that away because, you know, Goldman Sachs across the street will let you work in Florida. And, well, and, you know, and the other thing is, though, they're, they're mm. also lowering the wages, because yeah. they say, listen, if you're going to go to Florida, the the price there is a lot cheaper than New York City, so we're not going to pay you as much. And think right. about how much to save on desks and uh, office space. And yeah. you know, I don't think these companies are going to be looking at their bottom line and thinking, oh, we really need to uh, have people here that we have to pay for to be here. Uh, unless unless they can see that the productivity is way down. Sure. And, and that'll count, counterbalance it. So the, I guess time will tell because I don't think we've ever been in these times before. Yeah, I, I think that if anything that this, um, you know, the last, what, how many months is it now? Eight, ten, ten months of, of this pandemic that we've been living under. The one thing it's definitely proved, um, or at least forced a lot of companies to figure out is how to work remotely. And, and you know, that's kind of been a, I don't know, sort of an underground staff movement of a lot of companies for many years. Like, why do I physically need to come into an office anymore? You know, I'm doing the same thing here that I might be doing elsewhere. Um, of course, different different industries have different levels of collaboration and, of course, your synergy and things like that. But, you know, to be able to provide people the flexibility to work from home, it's going to be hard for a lot of companies to kind of back away from that. But then why, yeah. why, is, why is oil still around 50 bucks a gallon then? Or a barrel, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into a conversation about the the the, uh, the, um, the gas lobby? <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say because you know the less people on airplanes, uh, less people driving. In theory, right? I mean, we're in the Bay Area here, and traffic on the one good side has not been as bad as yeah, it right. Um, so, I know you'd think it would be supply and demand, right? Yeah, uh, the demand right. is low, so the, yeah, the supply is still the same. They need to lower the price, but. Uh, you know, the automotive industry has definitely been sort of um, operating under like a, a false premise of technology anyway. And it's only just now kind of starting to get an iota, an iota reality when it comes to yeah, technology. Because I don't think I don't think production has been cut, has it? Uh, of gasoline. I mean, or I mean, saying, uh, yeah. And so if, if, if they cut production, then, you, you know, you lower the uh, supply, but they haven't I don't think they've done that. You know, I think it's. Uh, I think that there's still a big rise in um, automobile usage in China and India and those areas of the world, and I think that that is uh, offsetting what we are here. And fifty dollars a barrel. I mean, shoot, you talked to me about that five years ago. I would have said that's amazingly low. Yeah, right. It was one hundred fifty. Yeah, right. Eighty over a hundred. I mean, so yeah. we're not at twenty. It hasn't. It hasn't gone. It's not. We're not negative. Remember when no, we had that? Was. Remember that? It was yeah. negative for like a day or something. And I mean, that really, those were just few, those were just futures that were negative. But yeah. you know, yeah. because they wanted to roll over the net coupon. But uh, still, it, uh, <laughs> it's interesting that it hasn't gone lower. I agree with you. I filled my swimming pool with oil. Now I'm going to be yeah. when I, I bought it at uh, you know two bucks a barrel. Now I'm going to sell yeah, it. That's right. Yeah, it's cheaper. Yeah, to fill it with that. You, don't, you don't want to say that over the radio because you're going to have a lot of people at your house come Armageddon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. I just need to scoop the uh, scoop the rainwater out of off the top though. Yeah, <laughs> with, with Bitcoin or the bottom four thousand or whatever. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things a little out of whack. Um, or thirty nine thousand yeah. today. Excuse me. So, you know, there's, there's definitely some strange things going on in the economy. Yeah. So, Nam, um, uh, we're going to go to your email question, and then next uh, segment we'll go into one for Carrie and for Dane. 
Um, question comes in, do you think that the real estate market in 2021 will look to stay strong? Uh, you got about a minute to answer that question. Um, yes, done. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Move on to the next thing. No, I mean, you know, gosh, we could cite so many articles, uh, and I didn't uh, print any for this because we covered so much of this um, in the last few segments. But you know, all indicators point to the real estate market being strong again in 2021, just because of some of what we already talked about. You know, low inventory still. Interest rates are super low. Um, you know, the Bay Area economy, well, if, if we want to talk specifically about Northern California and Bay Area, um, the economy is still really strong. Um, so, you know, people still want to uh, migrate or are migrating to the suburbs um, um, now. And so, uh, you know, we see this uh, the same as we saw in uh, the second half of 2020, which is just the activities really high and later on we'll we'll cover a couple of deals of the week yeah i was gonna say but, the, uh, we're bullish week. okay yeah very good um we come back we got a good email question for our uh, guests right up the mortgage alley second trivia question again we're talking james bond themes as a change the theme song for the spy who loved me because ordinarily they'll have the name like goldfinger the name of the song is the same as the uh, movie this one was a little different uh, as a change, the, th the theme song for The Spy Who Loved Me did not have the same name as the film. What was the title of the song sung by Carly Simon for, for the movie The Spy Who Loved Me? All right. That's our trivia question. The, uh, call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Again, the uh, theme song for The Spy Who Loved Me uh, the song title of the song is not the same as the title for the uh, actual James Bond film. What was the name of the song sung by Carly Simon? Don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown, Nam Fon, Carrie Ettinger, and Dane Muller here. Uh, second trivia question. As a theme song, the theme for the song, uh, the, the Spy Who Loved Me. Okay, the, the movie, The Spy Who Loved Me, James Bond. What was the name of the song that sung by Carly Simon? And the guys here didn't remember it. It was... Wait, is it Baby, You're the Best? No, well, uh, close. No, it's Nobody Does It Better. Oh, yeah. Know, but yeah, that's okay. But very good. That's All right. Uh, email question comes in, and it's right up the alley for our uh, guests here. So we're going to let them answer it. Best advice you can give right now for people looking for a mortgage? Because earlier we were talking about how, uh, again, before the show started, you know, what do you think interest rates are going to do with the a new administration and, and all that fun stuff. So guys, take it away on that one. Best advice, just give us a call, 415-870-2752. No. Uh, that, that, <laughs> of course, we're getting into that too. Yes, of course. There you go. No, you know, the best advice is to really talk to a mortgage professional and uh, find out what the benefit would be for you to refinance. You know, what you have now, it's a it's an intricate um, 
analysis as to looking at what you have, what it would cost to get to a new loan, what, how you qualify. And really, if you can benefit, it's time to move because the end of this rate dive, lowest rates ever is, is upon us. You know, okay, so you think that with the new administration, i.e. also with uh, uh, both state, uh, Senate and House being uh, the same as the presidency, that things are going to change. Being democratic, yeah. Yeah, being democratic. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's very little doubt that this administration is going to start spending some money, right? I mean, I think everybody can agree that they're going to be pushing through things, and, and that's probably beneficial for our country, but it's going to mean a lot more debt. And a lot more debt means higher interest rates, and, you know, there, that's for various different reasons. But by this summer, uh, I'm seeing, you know, 3.5% being an average 30-year fix, but right now it's in the twos you know, for the best scenarios. So, you know, if you do have high threes, which we used to think was amazing, right? 3.75, 3.875. Oh my God, you're done forever. Yeah. You know, those kind and of in people, reality, it is amazing. Yeah, sure is. But those kind of people can in general uh, save a full percentage point refinancing now. And if you can do that and break even within 24 months, let's say on the loan costs and you plan on staying in the home, you know, that's, that's a win-win. Yeah. And just, just to add to what Dana's saying, um, you know, we, we tend to, as consumers, we tend to try to like hold out for the best deal possible, but with something as fluid and dynamic as that's subject to market changes, like interest rates and mortgages, you know, it's really important to sort of, we try to really educate our borrowers to the point where, you know, if you're meeting your goals with the way the loan is structured and the interest rates as they are now, um, especially with the uncertainty going forward, you know, it's, it's kind of time to act and, and, and take the rate that sort of like works and meets your goals, the low rate that works and meets your goals. The, the risk of kind of holding out and playing the market and trying to time things is, you know, most of the time it just it, it bites you. You know, every now and then you'll get lucky, but um, the bird in the hand tends to be the safest way to go. Once you've, once you've met that goal with the refi, the numbers look, they look like they're going to work out for you pull the trigger because the, the fear or the, the risk of losing a good deal always outweighs the promise of trying to improve on, on the structure. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and what, are you, what are you finding the best rates for a jumbo loan right now, 15 and 30 year? You know, 30 uh, year fixed, you're looking high twos, you know, 275, 2875, and 15 year fixed, not a huge difference, you know, with the flattening yield curve, and with what's going on in the market, you're not getting a big benefit like you used to of going to the 15 year. So those are only, you know, a quarter percent lower or so. Okay. Do you guys do HELOCs too? No, no. We're just a first, first uh, trustee lender. Just regular first, first trustees. Okay. And, and we have partners um, we work with to help our clients, but we don't, we don't write um, home equities. Okay. And those 30 year, uh, it's not due in seven. It's just a straight 30 year. 30-year fix. You know, the uh, adjustable rate mortgages have really gone uh, out of favor right now. Um, and really, it's the right time to get a fixed. You know, you get adjustable mm-hmm. rates when you think you're at the high end of the rate cycle and you're saying, okay, you know, right now it's not that great uh, and I'm going to be able to refinance later. Or if you're going to be in the home for a short time period and you get a big benefit. Right now, with rates this low, it's, it's time to get it fixed. And really the yeah. adjustments are coming in at about the same. So it's not worth the risk. Even if you do sell and maybe you'll turn your house into a rental. You never know. Yeah, that's true. Well, what kind of uh, uh, points and fees are associated with uh, under 3%? 30%? Yeah, so those are at zero points. 
Um, and for most of our clients, that is where we end up is doing zero points. And you, you have underwriting and processing and title and escrow and, you know, kind of the, the standard things. But you're able to get into the twos on jumbo and conforming uh, zero points for, you know, the best qualified people. Very good. Wow. And, and that, that's an important point if I can just add real quick to that. Um, a lot of my borrowers uh, that I'm working with, a lot of my clients, you know, they will sit, you know, it's not that they're not happy about the rates we're able to provide, but they are, the, the question comes up, you know, I'm seeing even lower rates being advertised. Um, and that's very common. I get those too. Anytime, you know, if you have an active mortgage or recently refied, which, which I did a few, uh, about six, seven months ago, you start getting a lot of mailers. And they, they promise, well, at least they show very low interest rates, but there's two things that people have to keep in mind um, when they're looking at those and evaluating those. First off, they are usually kind of, if you look at the fine print, they usually come in with multiple points, two, three points sometimes. So that means, yeah, mm-hmm. you get that great rate, but you're paying for it. So when you take that and extrapolate it up, yeah. cost or, you know, no points, I should say, that's where you get into the rates that, were, that are actually realistic. The other yeah, thing to keep in mind is those, um, yeah. I remember yeah, seeing exactly. I work with a bar right now that we're getting him, um, you know, I think two point, 2.75%. And his question was, why is the rate so high? And I almost choked when I, when I asked him that question, I'm like that is probably the lowest rate in history that you're able to get. Like right yeah. now, this is literally the lowest rate in history that for your scenario. So I had to kind of educate him, you know, that those rates that you're seeing are a based on the fact that there's multiple points associated with that interest rate. And then B, those advertisements are always based on the perfect scenario, yeah. the perfect borrower, the perfect loan amount, the perfect um, loan to value ratio. I, I kind of refer to it as the unicorn loan and it, it just it rarely, it rarely exists. So when you couple that unicorn situation with all the points, then you know you can see why so those like a, advertisements are. Uh, so the paper for a certain car, and they say, "Sorry, that car's already gone." <laughs> okay, hey guys, yeah, go exactly. To, yeah, get it cut to. Unfortunately, our- that they're still. It's it's to me, it's deceptive, but they can still do it. You know, it's it's still allowed as long as as long as they give at least one person that thing, right? Okay, here's our third trivia question, and this one, um, uh, we're going to take the third caller <laughs> because we're going to give away that twenty-five dollar uh, restaurant.com certificate. Aha. Uh, uh-huh. I've heard of that before. The band Aha sang the lyrics of the theme song for which Bond film? Call 888-912-1190. The third caller with the correct answer is going to win that uh, $25 uh, restaurant.com certificate. Stay with us. When we come back, Nam's got some excellent um, deals of the week to discuss. Don't touch that down. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now, back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM. The answer. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Pham, Carrie Ettinger, and Dane Moeller. Third trivia question. Aha! The bank, aha! The bank, the band, aha! Sang the lyrics of the theme song for which Bond film? You guys can't remember? It's The Living Daylights. Do, do, do. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that that was aha. Yeah, that was aha. That was a recent one, right? All right. Um, so, hey, wait, before, Nam, before we get into to you with the uh, deals of the week, uh, Carrie and Dane, how do people get a hold of you if they're interested in uh, learning more about what kind of great interest rates are out there for refis? 
Well, best uh, way would be just a phone call. We're always here at the office and uh, no entering uh, a pressing numbers. You get a live person on the phone and it's 415-870-2752. And you can ask for Carrie or ask for Dave. Very good. Mom, where is your office? Uh, we're in Marin County, downtown San Rafael on uh, 5th Street between A and B. Oh, okay. Theater. Stone, stone, stone. Oh, nice. <clears throat> so, Don, uh, tell us a little bit about Pacific Private Money and Deals of the Week, if you would. Yeah, so Pacific Private Money, we are an alternate uh, alternative lender, uh, sometimes called hard money lender, non-QM, uh, any number of uh, different uh, names you'll hear out there. But essentially, we're Plan B when Plan A, which is conventional financing, isn't an option. And uh, oftentimes, it's not, it's uh, often not an option for a lot of different re different reasons. I mean, in the past, you know, it would have been more or less derogatory credit. Somebody who just um, you know wasn't you know a good you know credit risk, so to speak. But today, there's so many different scenarios that um, really uh, where private money is is a viable option, and it's usually short term. So at Pacific Private Money, we make a lot of uh, short-term, oftentimes bridge loans, and uh, that are a bridge to conventional financing or permanent financing. And so if you have a scenario that calls for that, uh, typically it's a realtor who's calling us or uh, a mortgage broker uh, because they have a scenario that they can't um, solve with a, uh, either in time or um, with the long-term loan. So. Uh, you can give us a call at 415-883-2150, and uh, this deal of the week is uh, one of the common bridge loans that we see, although the circumstances are a little bit different, but um, this is a scenario where the borrower had to buy uh, a home before selling their departing residence. In this case, it wasn't necessarily planned like they wanted to move up or down. They were getting a divorce, so as part of the divorce, they needed to move out, um, and uh, both parties agreed to move out of the, their home that they had uh, both uh, lived in, and we provided a bridge loan for their purchase, in this case, the uh, husband, um, so he could secure the purchase of a Mill Valley home before selling their departing residence. Um, and their, while their departing residence was uh, on the market, it had not yet sold. So we provided a bridge loan for $1.6 million. They were able to close uh, on the loan and on the purchase, excuse me, and they'll pay us off probably in about four months when they sell their departing residence. And it shouldn't be a problem uh, to sell. We saw the property in Mill Valley. We do our BPO and we look at the market conditions and uh, it's going to be a no-brainer sale. It should move quickly. But that's typically when we're stepping in as a lender to help with somebody in a situation like this. Um, and actually last year, sadly, we saw a number of of, of loans that we made to people who were getting divorced. Um, part of people shelter in place cooped up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, unfortunately one of the, you know, negative impacts of, of COVID is that uh, we saw a higher number of borrowers coming to us in, going through a, a divorce. Uh, and you know, we're happy to help. Uh, obviously, their long-term solution really is conventional financing. So this person uh, was referred to us by their mortgage broker, and the mortgage broker will provide the takeout loan. Um, but we also have a number of people who need a bridge loan who own their home free and clear. We have a lot of uh, older retirees who are downsizing, and they have, um, you know, oftentimes 100% equity. They own their departing residence free and clear. They just need to 
free up some of that capital to buy their next home, they don't want to move twice. So we provide the capital. Um, oftentimes they're not taking out a mortgage to, to pay us off. They're just paying us off completely. Uh, sometimes though, they are taking out a mortgage for a small amount or a portion of the loan just so that they have cash. Um, and they, and they but, can't get uh, conventional so, financing to begin with because their income is too low, right? Oftentimes it's fixed. Yeah, they're on a fixed income. Um, and, uh, and the bank's going to tell them, well, you know, sell your departing residence first and then we'll, we'll be able to, you know, provide a loan for part of it. But again, if you have any questions about, uh, you know, about either borrowing from us or investing with us, give us a call at 415-883-2150 or go to our website, www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Okay. I had heard uh, about uh, potentially inflation might be uh, lurking its uh, evil head, you know, with uh, a new administration and, you know, if they're just going to end up printing more money, of course, they're probably going to raise taxes too. So that's one way to, to get uh, income into the coffers. But uh, you guys think inflation is lurking out there? Uh, you know, I do, but I think it's farther out than people uh, are thinking. You know, we really need the economy to start revving up before prices are going to go up because that's what inflation is. And people often think, oh, printing money is inflation. Well, no, it's not. It's the price of goods increasing. And that's because demand outstrips supply. And so we need a lot of demand. And, and the reason why printing money does that is because it puts dollars in people's pockets. But, you know, right now, the savings rate in this country is the highest it's ever been in what, 50, 60 years, people are putting those dollars in the bank because they're scared. And so, you know, until that, you know, changes, even with government spending, we won't see the inflation. Um, I do think that interest rates, though, will rise based on, you know, this debt, this debt uh, production. And also, there's going to come a time when the Fed steps out from uh, pushing down mortgage rates. And that's really why rates are so low. It's because the federal government is an active buyer of the securities that back mortgage rates. Well, if they stop doing that, isn't that going to potentially tank the economy? Well, I mean, that's why they're doing it. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're figuring, look, you know, if we want people to spend money, let's make their house cheaper so they have extra money in their pocket, right? It's, a, it's an indirect mm -hmm. way of subsidizing, you know, frankly, the wealthier half of America that owns their home. Um, mm -hmm. It's something that they're doing directly to increase spending, ultimately. Uh, but once they feel like they don't need to do that, they're going to have to right-size their balance sheet. And that means they're going to, you know, stop being a buyer and start being a seller. And all of a sudden rates, you're going to see them pretty quickly, you know, back into those high threes, which is still great, but not where you have right now. Yeah. Um, I wonder how that's going to One thing you point. Go ahead. Oh, one thing you pointed out, uh, Dana, is the savings rate being, uh, you know, high as it is for, because people aren't spending it on anything. You know, I think that's going to, um, give opportunities for first time home buyers yeah. who maybe they were sheltering in place with mom and dad yeah. accumulating some down payments. Um, and when things turn, they're going to be, and if they can work remotely, um, they, they don't have to, you know, Mute. be a homeowner in San Francisco or compete against that. They can be a homeowner in Bakersfield. Well, they also save money on gas and, and other expenses yeah. on their car and all that. Absolutely. So I think that that will push home ownership or home um, buying demand high right. into the year. So. All right, guys. Uh, we don't have a trivia question, but uh, the audience, stay with us. We've, we're going to come back with some thoughts for the day and a few more comments, and then we'll close this bad boy out. So stay with us. The Best of Investing is going to be right back with some closing comments. 
You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my co-host, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money, and our special guests, Carrie Ettinger and Dane Moeller of Primary Residential Mortgage. Uh, Dane, uh, Dane uh, Nam, you, said, uh, you told us off here that uh, a, um, an event's coming up. When is that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, we um, at Pacific Private Money, we often hold uh, information sessions uh, prior to to COVID, we were um, doing a roadshow throughout the Bay Area, and um, we had to stop, obviously, uh, in uh, Q1 of last year. So we've been doing uh, sort of Zoom uh, information sessions for people, and our next one is uh, February 4th, which I believe is a Wednesday. No, it's a February 4th a, is a Thursday. Oh, Thursday, excuse me, yes. We moved it to uh, uh, from February 3rd, which is a Wednesday, to February 4th. It's going to be at 6 p.m. And uh, for this information session, we're going to talk specifically about the North Star Capital Fund, which is our ground-up construction fund. Um, it is a fund dedicated to uh, providing loans to builders, infill builders, and developers. Um, one of the segments of housing um, that has been underserved with, uh, with capital. So we have way more loan demand than we have capital for the uh, North Star Capital Fund, which is why we want to focus at least uh, this uh, in February on trying to uh, generate some investor interest. So to register, just give us a call, 415-883-2150, or go to our website, www.pacificprivatemoney.com, and uh, go under the events page, and you can register there. Okay. And uh, Dane and uh, Carrie, uh, well, what is your website if they wanted to go to, uh, if the audience wants to check it out? Uh, I believe it's uh, it's www.prmisf.com. Uh, uh, Is that correct, Dan? Actually, uh, primaryresidentialsf.com. There you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know what? Not everyone will just find it. But you, guys are, you guys are a wealth of information on that. Uh, we have just about a couple of minutes before we need to come to our great thoughts for the day. Any last words there, gentlemen? Just... Uh, yeah, we, well, yeah. I'll just quickly say, you know, uh, we closed out the year last week. It was a three and a half day uh, work week and we, we closed six loans, two of them that we essentially got on Monday um, and closed in three and a half days. So wow. that's why people come to private money. Uh, we're short term. We can respond quickly. Uh, obviously, the rates are higher, significantly higher than the sub three you can get with a conventional loan. But we're, we're there to solve typically a what Mark uh, Hoff likes to call transactional distress. Something came up at the last minute typically with your conventional loan and we're there to get the deal closed and then uh, you can immediately work on the refinance. So again, give us a call, 415-883-2150. Very good. And your fund, uh, Pacific Web Money Fund, is still paying about 7.5%, isn't it? Yeah, seven. We'll end the year. Although um, December numbers we won't have until the end of this month, but we'll end the year right around seven and a half percent. So, 
continuing that track record. And the Southwest Fund, uh, I believe that yield was 12.23%. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, doing very, very well. And uh, the North Star Fund? How, fund was, I think they did 15%. Did they do that? Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and then uh, the last one, the Pacific Freedom Fund pays a fixed seven. So very good. You know, we'll, we'll, all, all good, all good rates to uh, to invest in. All right, guys. Uh, here's our thank you very much, uh, Carrie Ettinger and Dane Moeller for uh, joining us on the best of investing. And here's our thoughts for the day. The dinner I was cooking for my family was going to be a surprise, but the fire trucks ruined it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, start each day with a positive thought, like. I get to go back to bed in just 17 short hours. <laughs> that's my work. That's my work right now. Um, listen, if you wake up without a toe tag on, that's a happy day, right? <laughs> so here, we're out with 2020, in with 2021. It's going to be a good year yeah. we're gonna, because we're going to make it a good year. All right, gentlemen. Absolutely. Really appreciate you guys uh, joining us. Again, give out your information one more time, uh, Carrie and Dane. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, primary Residential Mortgage, 415-870-2752. Dane Muller and Carrie Ettinger. Very and good. you can also find us at primaryresidentialsf.com. There you go. All right. <laughs> Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM. The Answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.